boys and girls, children of all ages. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm going to show the whole world why I was the unscripted, uncensored, loose cannon of commentary. I'm back, baby. Broadcasting from Manchester in the United Kingdom, this is the Aaron Meta Show. What's up, everybody? It's Aaron from the Aaron Meta Show. Uh, joining me on the show is Patricia. Hey, everyone. Hey, how you doing? I'm all right, thanks. Cool. Uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show. Uh, Twitter is at Aaron Meta Show. Uh, AaronMeta.tumblr.com and YouTube.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show. Uh, a few announcements before we begin. Uh, we've all had a, a meeting recently, and so uh, me, Patricia, uh, Morgan, uh, Josh, and uh, Katie, and uh, everyone associated with the Aramesa show, uh, we're all currently in planning to uh, basically give the show an overhaul, and so uh, you'll be finding a bit, a bit more about that soon. Uh, we're aiming for about July to like have like a massive uh, reformat of the show, and uh, also uh, just stay tuned for uh, updates uh, for what's going on with Old School Lane Podcast, and also here at the Aramesa show for all the crazy stuff that we're going to be doing over the next couple of months so uh some pretty exciting stuff over the horizon and so uh we should be gra- we'll grasp it all with uh with both hands so uh that's that's all great um also just let everybody know that uh we're still going to be covering uh our usual stuff and so uh, that includes uh saving net neutrality as you can see up there um, for those of you who do not know, uh, net neutrality is currently under threat uh, in the United States of America, and also it has uh, ramifications for us here in the wo- in the UK as well, because uh, it means that uh, you know, all traffic is not going to be treated equally uh, very soon, and uh, it means that uh, uh, it'll affect uh, if you might have to pay some extra money in order basically to see this show, or you this show might get throttled, so you won't be able to see it in HD, or uh, the fact that you might have to uh, pay for an extra service you know in order to basically see this so uh, you might have to be restricted to either just listening to the podcast on its own and not be able to actually see us here on youtube so it could uh, you know there could be some serious ramifications that could come of this so i urge everybody please go to change.org forward slash p forward slash save dash net dash neutrality dash net neutrality sign the position about two million three hundred and ninety five thousand nine hundred and thirteen people have already signed it signed it including us here at the arometa show and uh, i'm sure uh, patricia is also signed it as well so uh you know please everybody go and sign this uh, uh petition because you know all arometa show and the old school lane podcast we all rely on net neutrality and also a lot of other your favorite podcasts also and uh, shows you know like jamboriki reviews uh you know various other ones like that you know and all you know the friday night nicktoon podcast you know everyone loves that show and uh you know it's these uh, shows rely on the internet being free, fair, and balanced for everybody. So, you know, please uh, help us out if you're uh, going to do that. So, and uh, also, actually, there's one position position that so actually I've, I've got to do apologies for for uh, Jake Clark because we've been uh, uh, not had a chance to kind of uh, you know bring it up, and that is that uh, the Hey Arnold season six position is still going. Uh, Thirteen thousand one hundred and twenty nine supporters uh, going to be. Uh, Wanting the Hey Arnold season six to come back, and uh, let me tell you something. You know, we've uh, Nickelodeon's been dropping some hints recently, and uh, Craig has also said that uh, look, he's already put the pro- the proposal forward for the sixth season of Hey Arnold, and it's whether the, uh, hey, Nickelodeon want to pick it up or not. So let's make him pick it up. So sign that position today. Put your uh, first name, last name, email address, and send it over to thepositionsite.com uh, forward slash en dash gb forward slash nine one two forward slash two double eight slash seven 
hey-arnold-season-6. Send it over there right now, get that position signed. Or just Google Hey Arnold uh, Season 6 Petition and you'll be able to find it there. It's one of the very few first uh, uh, options up there. So please help us out in that regard. So that's great. Um, unfortunately, we're going to be starting this show with some very, very sad news. And I'm sure all of you have been hearing about this right now. And that is that uh, sadly over the weekend, we lost uh, you know a very entertaining soul. Uh, a wonderful, wonderful human being, uh, I have to say, in Vern Troyer, who uh, has sadly passed away at the age of 49. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, um, it's just, uh, it was the news that I was not expecting at all. I didn't hear that, you know, he was unwell or anything. And, uh, you know, it's come as a very big shock to our community. And, uh, Patricia, I don't know if you have any me- fond memories of, uh, of Vern. Um, well, personally for me, I, the only reason why I knew a lot about Vern Troy was because he was featured a lot in the Austin Powers movies. And I do know that he had played in other roles as well. Like he was the grip look in uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, even though that Warwick Davis did the voice of the character. But uh, other than that, yeah, I knew Vern a lot from his role as Minnie-Me from Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, actually, this is the thing as well, because uh, a lot of people trace uh, Vern back to uh, Austin Powers, which actually is a, a little bit unfair if you think about it, because if you look at some of his other noted roles that he's actually been in, you know, he started off uh, his, uh, the whole thing's kind of started really with 1996 with uh, Pinocchio's Revenge, and uh, then he appeared as uh, one of the uh, mini Santa Clauses in uh, Jingle All the Way, you know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, then, I remember that. Yeah, and uh, then he was also one of the uh, alien sons in Men in Black, so uh, it was uh, you know they, you know and also he's been in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, which is a cult classic. So you know he was uh, he and uh, he, he actually made many more appearances and actually had more impact on our uh, our movie going uh, you know experiences than we actually you know are led on to believe. You know a lot of people start him at uh, at Austin Powers, but actually if you look at some of his uh, his his noted works, he actually uh, dates back far far you know way back than that. You know, going all the way back to it, he was actually part of our 90s uh, nostalgia, you know, which is uh, quite surprising when you think about it. So, yeah, I, I have heard for the longest time that he had been struggling with uh, alcohol issues and he was going to rehab to get himself um, checked and get himself sobered and cleaned up. And I think that was probably one of the causes of his death. I'm not sure, but... Um, yeah, it's really sad that he was able to pass on, which is a real shame, to be yeah. quite honest. I, I was, you know, and on top of that as well, actually, would you believe, I actually met him. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I did. So, uh, you remember when I went to uh, Birmingham Comic Con, and uh, I put uh, the Instagram page of me uh, relaxing in the uh, in the Iron Throne from uh, Game of Thrones? Uh, don't mm-hmm. you remember that? Uh, that was actually the same uh, Comic Con where I actually met Vern Troy. Oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, I tell you what, he was the nicest guy. You know, he, he wanted to know everybody there. You know, he was walking around saying hi to everybody. He said hi to me. And, uh, I, you know, I, I tell you what, I actually regret it now. I really wanted to... I didn't really want to bother him because he was, like, he was like saying hi to all his other, all these all these fans and everything. And there's, like, some cosplayers, like, he was uh, commenting on as well. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to, like, you know, drag him away from all that and say, oh, hey, can I just get a selfie with you for my Instagram page? Because I felt kind of selfish doing that in a way because he wanted to meet everybody else there. 
And, uh, you know, it's not like I wasn't taking enough selfies as it is whilst I was, you know, walking around that place. And so, you know, I got to meet him and he was a really funny guy. And uh, I really wish I could remember some of the jokes that he told while he was uh, while he was there. But, uh, you know, it was um, it was uh, to know that he's now just gone like this is uh, is very sad to me. And, uh, you know, it's another, uh, you know, uh, wonderful soul and wonderful character that uh, now, you know, uh, the other person who I really, you know, uh, uh, who I've met and uh, really do miss uh, is uh, another guy called uh, you know Charles Kennedy, who was uh, the uh, former leader of the uh, Liberal Democrats. He also had you know issues with alcohol and things, and uh, but you know when he when he was away from all that and you got him you know talking, you, you know it was uh, it was a wonderful delight to have in a, in a, in a room and in a, in a bar or uh, you know just to you know get get it, you know he was really you know people like him. Uh, are very rare and uh, far and few between because they're the very few people, you know, people like Vern who, you know, are not, in a way, not very noticeable, but at the same time, you know, it can be like the biggest attraction in the room. You know, he was, uh, he, a lot of people, you know, say about how, how, you know, how, how small he was, but let me tell you something, he was a, he was a giant. In a in a in a room when you got him talking and when you got him laughing and he had the whole place laughing, you know, it was. Uh, yeah, so it's a a very very sad loss for all of us. And, yes, uh, indeed. We hope that uh, I hope he's in a better place. You know, uh, wherever he may be. And yeah, so very sad, but uh, you know, for, you know, we have to move on. And uh, you know, hopefully that uh, you know his uh, work and uh, his achievements and uh, you know everything, you know, every you know, just that you know in meme culture as well that you know everyone remembers him very dearly. Sure. So yeah. Um, well, after all that, we do have a show to do, and uh, it starts off with a video, so uh, we might be switching gears here quite a bit. So uh, let's let's start with this and uh, see what everyone makes of it. Here we go. All right, Travis, talk to me about this bill. This is uh, essentially criminalizing religious beliefs, and I don't mean to speak in hyperbole here, but if this bill were to pass, would this uh, prohibit the sale of the Bible that teaches these things about sexual morality? Is this a Fox News parody? I don't know. I've never even heard of this news um, channel before. One American News Network. What is this? Apparently, it's like it's like a really conservative news network. So I guess. Oh, it's got really? Uh, so it's like Fox News Light. Uh, well, no, I think it's Fox, Fox News. I think it's I think it's Fox News Heroin. I think uh, we can. I think we could probably call it. Uh, it. It's basically if uh, imagine if Fox News and Christian Broadcasting Network had a child. Oh and this, no! This, this, this is this is probably what it is, and my my God, Liz Wheeler looks absolutely scary in this in this in this thing. Uh, on top of that, as well, yeah, they use the kind of like the tropes as well. You know, like you know the uh, the the you know the crazy looking blondes that they mm -hmm. had in Fox News back in the day. I think they basically, I think when when I think it's when Fox News became a bit more well progressive, quote unquote. I think uh, I think one American news that were kind of like stole part of their audience that you know were you know, kind of like the you know the the old horny racist. I guess you could probably say, and uh, <laughs> and this is how they're basically surviving on their news channel. Well, literally, according to how this law is written, yes, it would. This is, you know, PC culture, politically correct culture, gone horribly awry. This is isn't that a popular word? Isn't that just a popular saying these days? It's political correctness gone mad. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's just I've been hearing it's, a lot of it. Yeah, it's, uh, outrage news. 
is really directly hitting at our First Amendment rights as American citizens. Now the Democrat legislators in this building right behind me, the California State Legislature, they want to tell you how to think, what sort of books that you can read, write, and purchase. It is completely wrong. It is absolutely against our First Amendment rights. And I, for one, will be a vocal opponent against this if it ever hits the Assembly floor. Okay, so, um, I mean, the, the thing that they're reporting on here is that apparently there's a bill that's currently going through the California legislature, and uh, I've actually looked into this. Apparently it's to uh, ban materials on gay conversion therapy. Oh, Really? Yeah. So now, here's the thing about this. I'm I'm like a, a free speech absolutionist. So uh, I mean, I believe anyone should be allowed to say what they what they what they should be able to say and express themselves within reason. I mean, it's like I've never believed that uh, you should never be restricted from expressing yourself and uh, you know making making arguments about about things. But uh, I mean, um, well, the way they're arguing about this, I think, is entirely wrong. Because they're making this sound like it's like, oh, you know, if they put this uh, legislation forward, that the Bible's going to get banned and stuff like that, yada, yada, yada. And, uh, you know, I, again, I, I don't support this uh, legislation because, again, I, I support, you know, free, full freedom of speech. And so, you know, if, uh, if someone wants to write a book on gay conversion therapy, then, you know, good on them. I hope, uh, you know, some moron will buy that book for like, you know, a, a dollar, you know, a buck in a in a bargain bin somewhere. But Yeah, uh, we'll I mean, probably have like one of those fundraising events. It's like, donate now to ban these kinds of books. Jesus would want you to. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's uh, for me, um, yeah, I, again, I'm against this legislation as well, but not for the reasons that, you know, uh, One America News Network uh, wants us to believe. Right, I mean, some of the phrasing here, I read it, I read it in the introduction, I want to read it again. They say this, this includes efforts to change behaviors. I mean, that is the role of parents to guide their children's behaviors. If they are not allowed to guide their children's behaviors with uh, their religious beliefs, then what, what rights do parents even have in the state of California? Which is exactly right. I mean, this is what the Democrats are trying to do in California. This is how bad it's gotten, how far away the California Democrat Party's actually gotten away from even just normal Democrats here in the state of California. They want to tell people how to think, what sort of books they can read. Yeah, it's like, the, 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 what's, what's normal Democrats, according to conservatives? It's like, you know, they're, 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 they're every, yeah, no matter which, you know, what, what side of the scale they always seem to be on, they always seem to be, there's never seems, ever seems to be good Democrats. On uh, you know in conservative news network, it, you know, it's just it's uh, yeah it's just it's um, and this is what I really I really just hate how you know stretched the media has become you know you got MSNBC who kind of like you know portrays you know conservatism as like you know this uh, evil indoctrination which is destroying you know uh, civilization as we know it and then the same going on here by you know these conservative news networks it's it's crazy you know mm, it's just it's, yeah. I hate how divided the media is becoming at the moment. But uh, let me let me safely say this. I, again, I'm against this legislation, and I really hope it doesn't pass and stuff like that. Hopefully, common sense is going to prevail and that they won't do it. But I mean, uh, in this day and age, common sense is you know the exception than the rule. Yeah. So uh, I mean, who knows what's going to happen at this point? But uh, yeah, I think the less of uh, one American news network we we watch, the better. To be honest. Um. Let's have a look. So um, we've got a. Oh yeah, this is um. I guess there's some breaking news coming on this bit that we're going to talk about here because uh, this involves the Waffle House shooting, and uh, there is um there is a, there is a bit of an update to this. Apparently, they have caught the guy who did the shooting, according to this. So um the um so I guess uh, 
um, we're going to hear about more about why this guy did what he did and uh, why the why on earth it happened. But uh, I mean, there there is a I, I, there is a hero in all of this, I guess you could say, because there was a 25 year old uh, man who was credited for saving the lives of the Nashville Waffle House shooting. And I tell you what, he uh, he definitely got some injuries for his troubles. I don't know if you can see that there, because uh, he took a he took a really massive massive uh, shot to the uh, to the arm there. Whether he actually got shot or not, I don't know, but uh, he definitely got hurt. His uh, uh, but police said that the customer identified as a relative of uh, James Shaw Jr. monitored the gunman's mo moves afar from uh, the action uh, when he saw an opportunity. And uh, so this is uh, James Shaw Jr. He's the he's been quoted as the hero who singly handled tackled and disarmed the mass shooter in the Waffle House in Tennessee. Tennessee. This man put his body on the line, snatched the AR-15 away from him, and saved so many lives. And uh, unfortunately, some people were killed. In the Waffle House shooting, but uh, you know this guy probably stopped him from like you know creating a you know a huge massacre in that place. Yeah, good for him, man. I really that's really great. Yeah, he did a press conference where he didn't describe himself as a hero, and he was actually kind of come across as very humble. So uh, you know, but uh, seriously, I mean, uh, I hope he uh, I hope he has good things coming his way. You know, for the bravery that he's done. So, mm -hmm. uh, but mind you, it's like how crazy must that situation have been? Like, you know, some guy comes in with a, with, you know, naked in with an assault rifle, and uh, starts shooting the place up. Like, you know, you you don't know where you, your brain wouldn't know where to start thinking at that point. You know, it's just uh, it's it's just sad. You know, I mean, we we talked about like school shootings, and it, it's like, oh, you know, how can it get worse than this? Oh. We have a guy who's walking around in a place where people are just enjoying their dinner, and then he's just shooting around the place. Just why? Well, while in the nude, apparently. Mm. Yeah, it's like, you know, uh, we've got to watch out for them naturists, you know? Uh, might be dangerous, folk. Well, it? Yeah, but anyway, good, 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 good for uh, James Shaw Jr. He's... Uh, He's definitely the hero in all this, for trying to save as many people as he can by disarming the guy. I mean, I don't know, like, uh, I'm just wondering, like, when I was listening to him in his press conference, it makes me wonder if he even had a choice in the matter. Like, you know, mm -hmm. maybe maybe the gunman was coming after him next, and maybe the only way he could, you know, for himself to survive is basically to, to disarm the guy himself, which he did a pretty good job of, you know, and to come off, a, you know, uh, at least in this case, relatively unscathed. You know, he's got a few cuts and bruises and definitely that massive gash on his arm, but... Uh, could have been far worse for him. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, we'll give you, keep you up to date on that if uh, anything else comes of that. So, uh, okay, let's take a look. Um, oh, uh, some news about Colin Kaepernick. He's the uh, guy who has been uh, uh, kneeling through uh, the um, uh, national anthems and uh, pissing off every right-winger we could possibly find. <laughs> <laughs> in America right now, and uh, apparently he's going to be ordered. He's going to be honored by an uh, by a award by Amnesty International. Oh, nice! Yeah, uh, Amnesty International has rewarded civil rights activist and former NFL quarterback uh, Colin Kaepernick with its top award. Kaepernick has been presented uh, by Amnesty International's Ambassador of uh, Consensus Award uh, for 2018 in the Netherlands on Saturday. Uh, the Ambassador of the Consensus Award celebrates the spirit of activism and exceptional coverage as embodied by Colin Kaepernick. He is an athlete who is widely recognized for his activism because of his refusal to ignore and accept racial discrimination, uh, according to Sayal uh, Shetty, who is the Secretary General of Amnesty International. And uh, makes me wonder if, you know, is he going to keep doing this now? And uh, is he going to keep going? Because... Uh, 
Uh, well, I don't see a reason why he, why he should stop at this point because it's uh, yeah, he should keep going absolutely. Yeah, I mean it's just uh, it's uh, it's amazing. Like you know, right wingers talk about how you know uh, you know how how pissy left wingers get about how you know they're all like all you know snowflakes and stuff like that. Yeah, this guy takes a knee. In the middle of it, you know, before a football game, uh, before while well, the national anthem is played, and everyone loses their shit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, you know, he's like the one thing I definitely will say about uh, Colin Kaepernick. He's just exposed the hypocrisy of like uh, all these people who like you know put this uh, narrative on that uh, you know uh, political correct you know uh, political correctness is going mad and stuff like that, and yet. Uh, and they're all complaining about it. Yeah, this guy takes a knee, and then all of a sudden, it's just you know, it's uh, the roles are reversed. So <laughs> it's just you know, it's like uh, to be honest, I, um, when I first heard about this, I was kind of like, you know, okay, like you know, it's um, it's his First Amendment rights, I'd probably imagine. You know, he doesn't. And also on top of that, as far as I'm aware, there's no um, um, there's no f- uh, protocol, I believe, for you know the national anthem. I don't even think uh, you know players even need to necessarily even be present for it. To my understanding, yeah. I mean, some of them actually wait in the locker room and then come out afterwards. Okay. So, yeah, so it's just, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, that's what it is. Well, yeah, that, that good for him. I'm really glad that he's able to get an award based off of what he truly believed in. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, we've got another video coming up, so uh, let's take a look at this. Rated teen. Uh... Trisha, are you teen? Um, I haven't been teen in over 12 years. Uh, so I think I'm old enough to see this. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, I wasn't fast enough. Shaq? Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> I know about this because I actually talked about this particular game in another news podcast about a month ago. Oh. Yen Lo Wang has sent demons to Earth, disguised as celebrities, who brainwash the people into moronic subservience. So basically Trump supporters. <laughs> Might as well be. You must find and kill these celebrities. You are our only hope now. Do not fail me. No! <laughs> well, the uh this is, this is like he's like a really bad anime. Like I I'd love to get Vega's take on this. Oh my god, that'd be great. Uh, it it'll probably this is this is the, definitely the equivalent of you know, it's like, you know, go uh, being in, you know, it's like being an anime on prom night. Mm. This is it. My name is Shaq Fei Hong. I'm a poor Chinese rickshaw driver from a town called Hong Lo. What? <laughs> okay. Weird. I didn't. You're a what? Rickshaw driver from a town called Hong Lo. Um, that's. All right. I made a promise to my dead mentor, Yeye, that I would kill you. I also made a promise to get my teeth whitened. And I did it. So you know I'm serious. I also promised that I was going to come back in some way, shape, or form, even if it was in the lowest common denominator, and I did it. Prepare to die. Silence. 
Silence, white belt. Oh, you got some chutzpah, you redneck schmuck. Okay, so for those of you just listening on the podcast, this uh, is uh, a fighting game from the looks of it. This is and a up, actually. No! God help us. Why are we doing this again? There was... The, does, does nobody remember the last time we did this? Did no one remember what, what happened the last time? Um, it was Aaron, awful. This was part of a kickstarting campaign. No! Who, who did... This, 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 this should be laws against this, man. This yeah. shouldn't happen. So for our younger listeners who don't know why Aaron and I are screaming into insanity. So Shaq Fu was a Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis game that featured Shaquille O'Neal. He was a basketball player, uh, you know, who was like really popular back in the 90s and also featured in a lot of really bad movies such as Kazam and Steel. So... Essentially, the whole point of the game was that he wandered into a Chinese shop and this uh, this a this old Asian guy pointed him into this realm where he had to fight off a bunch of monsters so he can save some kid. And it was a it was considered to be one of the worst fighting games ever made. I'm sorry, so Patricia, bad. There's an entire website dedicated to finding every single copy of the cartridges and destroying them. I'm sorry, guys. I, I don't want to exist in this world with this game. I'm strangling myself with my own Preston Authent scarf. I know this is a pretty dire way to go, but come on, guys. No, 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 no. I can't believe it that over 20-something years later, we're getting not only a reboot, but they're changing genres. They're changing it from a crappy fighting game to a crappy beat-em-up. What the hell yeah. are, What the hell have we become as a species? What the hell have... Uh, this, this is the worst. Uh, I, I'm sorry. You know what? I, I mentioned this before. Last year, we had Bubsy. This year... We have Shaq Fu, and it's definitely going to go down in a lot of worst games of 2018 lists. Oh, yeah. If you're listening to this right now, play God of War. Do uh, not pick this up. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, let's give this a chance. Okay, uh, that was uh, that was really forced. But, uh, you know, seriously, though, like, uh, I mean, if they learn from the mistakes of the past... Maybe. I mean, from looking looking at the trailer, I would just say it's probably just going to be some forgettable platformer. I uh, hope we. I hope to God it is. Yeah, but uh, okay, that's my. Uh, have we got anything else to torture ourselves with? I'm evening? sure that we have plenty more to get to talk to talked about. All right, next. Hi, I'm Billy Mitchell. We're oh, it's the cheat. <laughs> Well, that only took three seconds. Well, okay then. Here at the Midwest Gaming Classic, I'm here with Old School Gamer Magazine. I've been asked to address things that are recently in the media. The fact of the matter is, now there is a true professional due diligence being done to investigate things that happened as far as 35 years ago. 
in a professional manner, not in a shock jock mentality designed to create hits. We will show that everything that has been done, everything was done professionally, according to the rules, according to the scoreboard, the integrity that was set up, not 2014 forward by the current regime who wants to reach back 35 years. I don't buy this. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm totally over being proven wrong, but, um, I mean, why don't you have the evidence now? I mean, surely all of this for a Guinness World Record and for everything else there should have been properly, you know, definitely properly proven at this point. I, I really don't know how any of this changes, you know, any of the regime change or anything like that changes anything in that regard. Well, I mean, we did talk about this in the last episode of the Aaron Metis show, and we were hoping that maybe he can find a way to prove himself wrong by actually maybe live streaming it on Twitch or something. But, I mean, if he's willing to show everybody that he did it fair and square, that's perfectly fine. But, oh, yeah, I'm totally fine yeah. with that. But, you know, wh wh I mean, why I mean, why come up with a statement on YouTube now? I mean, like, uh, why not just talk, say... Uh, you know, this doesn't even have to be a YouTube video. Why not just say, hey, um, I'm going to put out a press release uh, saying that we're going to do, you know, gather the evidence and uh, we'll uh, we'll do it like that. I, I just think that, uh, I think, great, announcing this on probably the worst, you know, platform you could possibly think of, you know, where, you know, all the armchair umpires are going to be staring at you. And uh, have you seen this on YouTube as well? It's like, it's literally, there's more downvotes on it than there are upvotes. Wow, that's, it sounds like the Ghostbusters 2016 trailer all over again. It's uh, it's the Friday of this. You know, it's just, you know, it's... Uh... Everything will be transparent. Everything will be available. I wish I had it in my hands right now. You should have it in your hands right now. I, yeah, I, I just think this, this was a really bad idea to put this video out, I think. And just, you know, just to basically earn more hatred, I think, mm. of the internet. I think, you know, again, if you put out a press release and just said, oh, I'm currently gathering the evidence and uh, proving myself again, but instead of, you know, wasting your time in front of the video at this uh, other place, it doesn't even look like he's, uh, uh, it just feels like a waste of time. I see. Doing this. Well, again, uh, we're hoping to be proven wrong, but in the meantime, yeah, yeah it's pretty shady. To totally open for being proven wrong, and if it, and if it is proven that he's got his uh, records back and everything, well, I'll hold my hands up and say, hey, Good on him for doing that, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, screw the people who took it off him in the first place. You know, I'll happily hold my hands up and admit that. But right now, you know, I'm up for being ske I'm skeptical about this at the moment, so that's where I am. Um, mm -hmm. Let's take a look. Um, there is uh, some other gaming matters that we uh, need to discuss, and uh, they are on here. Just looking at them right now. Okay, so... Um, the gaming analysis over AdventureBeat is that consoles need to ditch, ditch discs and embrace digital downloads. Oh, boy. So uh, You know, I'm very mixed with this. On the one hand, I completely understand that um, there are some people out there who rather have physical media because it will be looking nice to their collection and also they can be able to play it and not to mention that maybe there are some games that will never be available online digitally like maybe some obscure game or maybe some game that was like either had mixed results or negative results or what have you and you want to keep it for sentimental reasons 
And, but on the other hand, uh, you know, having digital, I mean, you know, you can be able to download it as much as you want. You can be able to have it on multiple platforms. But then again, um, there are some cases in like Scott Pullen versus the world in which maybe they'll delete it and then you'll never have a chance to download it ever again. Yeah. So I mean, you're definitely gonna have like you know, you know, purchasing orders are definitely gonna have to be uh, you know on, on downloads. I mean, if you if you purchase something, uh, then you know you've got you, there must be some kind of consumer protection to be put in place to uh, make sure that you can download that whenever you want. The big problem with that is, is that uh, I mean, having a physical media, um, you know, is uh, is is proof that you actually have the rights to own the game you know downloading it you know even streaming it for that matter uh, causes all sorts of other complications because uh, i mean uh, it, well, imagine what would happen if is i've always been kind of worried about what would happen if uh, you know if something ever happened to valve you know and steam shut down or you know origin for that matter you know i do have games that have uh, on you know on download and stuff like that i mean it's like it's not like these uh, organizations are too big to fail and you know the government's just going to bail them out if uh, you know they're running into some kind of financial trouble not saying that they are going to in, in anywhere anywhere time in the future but it is a danger that you have and uh, as a consumer it leaves you vulnerable because if you no longer have access to that service anymore and uh, you know out of no fault of you out of no fault of your own then uh, you know you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have problems. I mean, it's all right, you know, uh, for own, you know for owning an Atari because you know they had physical media and Atari to go bust, and then you had the uh, all the uh, the games and everything like that to uh, to uh, it's still there. They're, they're still there. You can access them even if the company goes goes under. If the company goes under, if companies download uh, providing companies go under in uh, this scenario, you don't have a fallback plan. Like, you know, if, if the only one thing you can do is download a game, then, and you don't have any physical media to uh, to back up on, and, uh, you know, something happens, you know, you've potentially probably lost your purchases forever. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it causes a problem in that regard. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I mean, I understand, you know, di- digital downloads, because uh, it's, uh, I mean, obviously it's less material, so it's probably, you know, uh, greener, I probably, I probably would imagine. But in regards to you know your consumer protection rights and things like that, and in regards to uh, um, th- things like that, I have some concerns about that. In a way, and maybe that's just me being old school, but uh, you know, pinch the shirt. But uh, that, that's just me. I, I again, I, I see the benefits of, of downloads, but uh, I wouldn't necessarily. Co- I'm feel a bit skittish giving it. Uh, you know the uh, being the the be all and end all of uh, of gaming. You know I, I do wish that uh, I actually had physical media in my hand. In fact, I have it already with uh, uh, Breath of the Wild. You know I bought on Nintendo Switch. That's actually a physical uh, physical game that I have, and uh, I didn't really feel like um, wanting to download. You know Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and uh, and uh, Super Mario Odyssey. But uh, at the time, those were my only options, and uh, that makes me feel a bit concerned. So uh, yeah. Well, we'll just see what happens. But in the meantime, um, you know, whether you want to do it digital or physical is, you know, perfectly up to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, next video. Let's take a look at this. We think that babies need to be in a flat bed in a quiet room by themselves. But actually, that's the worst way for a baby to sleep. Hmm, wish I had a crib like that though actually <laughs> that does look nice yeah yeah that's kind of cool uh, this crib is uh oh, oh hang on a second it's 1150 
dollars. Yes. That's expensive crib. Yeah, I'll say. And it just like goes in one motion. It will be it would kind of be cool if not only does it go into one motion, but maybe it like if you want to call the crib to like come to you automatically or something like that or play music like automatically th- or make the make shade like on the top or something then that would be amazing yeah the only cribs i see you know uh, the only cribs i ever see that would be in that would be in mtv cribs <laughs> remember that show oh, <laughs> oh my god you I- just we uh, oh, that we're, we we just dated ourselves. Yeah, well, that's what we do on this show, pretty much. It's all nineties garbage. <laughs> Inside the womb, babies have constant rhythmic sound and motion, and they're rocked into a trance by the motions. The sound in the womb is louder than a vacuum cleaner. It's a sound of the blood whooshing through the arteries. That's why adults fall asleep in trains and planes and cars. That rhythmic motion is calming for all of us. And for babies, it's essential for helping them sleep. And- you know what? I'll back him up on this because, uh, you know, when I first came to America... Oh, sorry, not when I first came to America. That was my... Uh, when I first came to Florida. Um, if you remember, I uh, actually slept on the I actually slept on the plane on the way back. <laughs> And, oh, wow. uh, you know, it's like there was um, uh, there was turbulence on the flight as well. But surprisingly enough, I actually found that quite, uh, you know, I actually kind of slept through that rather than actually, you know, have any, you know, problems with it. So uh, like you you weren't panicking. You just fell asleep through it. Yeah, because it was a, it was a it was a night. It wasn't a gentle rocking motion, but it was a, a rocking motion in a sense. And so I was uh, I was all right with it. So, uh, yeah. And then I fell asleep and then I woke up like about two hours before we landed. So, hmm. yeah. And so putting them in a flat bed by themselves in a quiet room is kind of like making an adult sleep on the floor without a pillow. It's just unnatural to them. Babies sleep best when they have those familiar cues. And so what Snoo is able to do is give them the rhythms that they're used to all night long and then respond to them with motion and sound. Um, I don't know. Is Snoo like a really good marketing word? Okay. Kind of reminds me. Of... <laughs> yeah, it sounds like in Futurama, you know, the their their way of like intercourse is snoo snoo. Oh no, <laughs> snoo snoo. Oh god, and it reminds me of a. Uh, mind you, I don't think I. Yeah, there was a. Uh, remember when the they rebooted the Flintstones back in the eighties, and they came up with a they came up with a character called Snoo. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um. Um, yeah, when you, when, it was Gazoo. Uh, no, no, not Gazoo. That was like the original. That was the second season of the original show. But they oh, came that's up right. With, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You're you're talking about the creature thing. The white right? thing. Yeah. That turned, yeah, turned yeah, into. Yeah. Yeah. Now I remember. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, the Flintstones was a weird show when you think about it. Like uh, you know, it definitely was. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. You definitely could think it actually took place after the Jetsons. When you think about it, I mean, it. It, it, they did take place. I, I would like to think that they it kind of like takes place in the same universe because, mm. you know, remember that crossover movie that they had in which uh, the Jetsons went over to the past and the Flintstones went over to the future. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, hmm. white noise machine that gets loud when the baby needs it, but then quiet when the baby doesn't need it. We've worked for the last five years with MIT Media Lab engineers and the leading designer in America to create a bed that's really like another member of the family. Parents today, they need that extra bit of help to help promote the baby's sleep. To help. Yeah, but uh, $1,150, I mean, uh, the only way that's going to start helping out parents is if it gets cheaper. 
You know, ki- ki- yeah. kids are expensive. Yeah, but I'm sure people can argue about, oh, taking care of a baby is really expensive, like baby formula and diapers and mm-hmm. clothes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, are you really going to want to blow, you know, a grand, like, uh, when you got almost so much other stuff that this kid needs? Like, you That's know, true. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know he's going to sleep. You're going to want to distract him. Like, you know, I'm sure toys aren't going to get any cheaper now uh, with, uh, you know, Toys R Us not being around and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, who knows what, you know, who knows how much toys are going up in price, you know, with uh, the changes in the economy and stuff. So. Keep the baby calmer longer. On average, new parents are getting about six hours of sleep a night. Studies show that if you're getting six hours of sleep on a regular basis, you're pretty much the equivalent of drunk. Yeah, see, that's, uh, I-, I need my eight hours sleep. Like, uh, I-, I can't imagine having, uh, I'm going to regret the day I have a kid. Because uh, <laughs> I know, I know that, it's, uh, you know, I will go, I will go insane on six hours sleep. I think yeah. at night. And and, there, and there's people who do that for like, you keep in mind, kids don't sleep properly for like two years. Yeah, so imagine that. That's, I mean, you would, I mean, you, it would be like the equivalent of being a zombie, but, uh, okay, you know, I'm, kudos to parents who can be able to keep up with that. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to calculate this now. So there's 365 days in a year, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you are going to lose about uh, two hours sleep a night. So uh, if I uh, times that by two, and then, so it basically it's uh, seven, so it's uh, 730 uh times by two you're gonna lose 1460 hours of sleep per night jeez that's horrible absolutely horrible it leads to marital stress it leads to unsafe sleeping practices bringing your baby in bed with you or falling asleep on a sofa and most importantly it's a main trigger for postpartum depression the goal of SNU is to give that little bit of extra support to parents so that they can get an extra hour sleep at night. So it's not a magic bed. It's not going to put them down and suddenly they sleep for eight hours. If a baby is hungry or has a dirty diaper, SNU will not calm the baby down. That actually is a cue to the parents that the baby needs them. A feeding, a change of diaper, sometimes just being held. It- yeah, so I think uh, you're definitely going to still want to take care of your child even if, we, even if you have this thing. <laughs> Yeah. This thing ain't gonna take you there, you shall. Mind you, for for a one thousand dollars, I really hope he would like do all that. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just me being super skeptical. But uh, hey, you know, if uh, this thing makes kids sleep better, then I guess uh, there's no there's no fault in that. I guess. So uh, cool. Um, let's have a look at what else we got. Um, what's this next thing that people want us to look at? Oh my goodness! This is this is actually this this thing's quite hilarious. I don't know why this. Uh, oh wait a second! I don't think we've actually got it up, lined up. Actually, thinking about it, um, I'm just go digging for it just for a second because it doesn't seem to be appearing on our our list. By the way, do you want to promote what's going on? On oh, hang on a second, I got it. And uh, sorry about this, everybody. I just uh, realised that it's uh, it just didn't want to appear for some strange reason, and this is it. Uh, Manchester's latest craze, social craze, is breast painting. <laughs> What? Uh, okay. There are hundreds of I mean, ways to. I, I've heard some really weird ways of painting, like, um, like I've seen elephants painting. I've seen uh, a monkey painting, and you know, for some people, they would like, oh, I pay a million dollars for it. But this is a new one on me, that's for sure. 
I mean, it's just, you've seen this, so spring has arrived. I'm just like, moving the cursor back and forth. And it's, so changing the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look at that. I see that. I noticed that. That's pretty cool, actually. Anyway, back to breast painting. Uh, there are hundreds of ways to make new friends and pick up new hobbies, and uh, now you can with uh, adding breasts to paint, painting, breast painting to the list. That's right, painting on them, and then uh, so you paint on the breast, and then painting, uh, then painting with them is all part of body positive exploration and to prove self-esteem and uh, body confidence. And there is a picture of them uh, bearing their breasts in that one, so I'm not going to show it here. Um, it's the latest social craze coming to Manchester, so it's to see painted breasts all over your Instagram feed this summer. Uh, Funzing is hosting a colourful event at Asimov at the Northern Quarter on May the 22nd. Uh, the leader of the session, uh, Sarah Macias, says that a painting process will allow women to work with their physical bodies and fall in love with their human uh, body temples for the souls that they reside in. I don't think you need to paint your breasts in order to do that, but that's just me. You know, it's just, it's, uh, Kind of like, you know, uh, what, am I going to, uh, well, uh, well, am I going to paint my cock and, like, you know, <laughs> smear it all over the walls, you know, to feel better about myself? Like, you know, don't, like, don't, don't give him any ideas. No, no, I don't think we will. But uh, that's apparently what we're doing now uh, here in Manchester. We're uh, painting our boobs and uh, making art with them. So, uh, but, uh, you know, if you feel confident doing that, then good for you. But, uh I don't know. I think it's uh, kind of making me wonder if I want to go back to Preston at some point, personally. But, uh, yeah. Um, let's have a look. What's the next thing we got here? Oh, it's uh, another video. Let's, uh, let's take a look at this. Uh, okay, so this is a dog with a statue on the, on the beach. And uh, <laughs> it can't seem to understand why it can't... He doesn't want to pay fetch with it. Not quite sure why. What kind of statue is that? Um, oh, I I know these actually. They uh, what they did was uh, they did uh, an art project where they took a bunch of like uh, steel statues and placed them all over the beach and in the ocean. And so it basically looks like there's like over the horizon there's like this like this army of people looking out towards the ocean. So, oh, okay. I think it was part of an art project a while back ago. Are well, you being ignored, Hurley? <laughs> Aww, he wants to play fetch. Uh, I'm surprised he doesn't notice the other people around him moving around and not noticing that this thing's not moving at all. Yeah. Yeah, so, dumb dog. Anyway. So, uh, uh, yeah, not very much to say about that, really. Um, yeah, that's fine. Okay, one last video and then we'll call it a night, so let's take a look at this. A man has almost killed himself while stoking up his barbecue by throwing a bucket full of- Oh, fuck! <laughs> what? What in the- What did- What did he- What did he do? Throwing a bucket full of firelighters. My god! That's horrible! Firelighters. Firelighters, yes. Yeah, so throwing a bucket full of firelighters into the flames. He was caught in the middle of the fireball and fell to the ground before running away. The man from Blacksland's Ridge in Sydney's northwest is now recovering in hospital. He's lucky to be alive. I'll say. That, that thing, was pretty stupid. That thing exploded in his. That thing didn't explode in his face. It, it engulfed him in flames. Yeah, and, and you see what he's wearing. Uh, rewind a little bit. Well, keep in mind and this. He is, he is wearing a tank top with shorts. And no shoes. 
So he has little to no protection. He is lucky that he is not suffering from third degree burns or dead. Yeah, it's like it's. Uh... I mean, like, this is Australia as well, like, uh, just by the way. So that's the reason why he's probably wearing, you know, next to nothing in this, because he's uh, probably, like, you know... Australians are brave, brave people. Yeah. I mean, you have to go through extreme heat, scorpions, spiders, exploding barbecue grills. Mm, loaded Seriously. With, loaded with fire lighters, apparently. So, <laughs> fire lighters. Oh, my God, I can't believe... Uh, they did this like uh, I, I really like to what, what what possessed him in his brain to say oh i'm i'm going to throw these fire lighters into a live barbecue and uh, <laughs> i mean i tell you what originally what i didn't think they were fire lighters i thought this was a guy who like uh, you know you got to be careful you know when you like have like an oil fire and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. if you throw water over it it basically it's uh, it heats up all the oxygen and basically blows up in your face Mm-hmm. And uh, I tell you what, I remember uh, back in the day. Uh, did you ever like get visits from like the fire department uh, when you were at school? Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. They would have like career days, and they would have a firefighter talking about fire safety. Yeah. Oh, they, ours went to the extreme. So we were all at high school, right? And uh, they, they, this, uh, this trailer comes up, and it's got like this kind of like a U-Haul kind of like at the back of it, if you, if you, if you will. And uh, what it is is like it's a it's like a they made like a little kitchen inside of it and like it's all burnt out and everything and uh, all there is is basically this stove this small little stove and this pot that's on top of it full of oil and so uh, they light the oil on fire inside like the U-Haul like the, this makeshift kitchen and like this uh, and that and um, so then they pushed everybody back away from it. So basically, there's like a proper like space away from it, and uh, this guy pulls out this rod with like this small little cup, like a tiny little cup full of water, and like it's like a ten foot on a ten foot pole, and he pushes it out towards the pan, which is now covered in oil, which is like on an oil fire in it, and he slowly tips it in, and the whole thing just explodes. Wow. And like he just says, that's that's what happens when you put when you mix oil, when you mix uh, water in that situation. And uh, my god, I, every time I I look at, I remember that now. I could even feel like the flames, like the like the proper heat, like you know, come towards us all. And we were all talking about it for like the whole entire day, like how hot it all was and everything like that. And it was like, uh, yeah, it's uh, scared the shit out of us, man. And it worked because you know, no one, not everyone I know now. Who probably went through that? Is that you know knew that you shouldn't uh, throw you know water on a on a on a flaming pan? Yeah, maybe yeah. that firefighter and that U-Haul truck should have went over to Australia to help this guy out. Yeah, probably should have done as well. So, uh, but um, yeah, that's uh, another story in my crazy life, known as Aaron Matter, and that's another crazy story to uh, end us all there. So. Uh, yeah, uh, if you want to... By the way, um, we're taking submissions for, like, videos and, uh, you know, st- stuff like that. So if you want to... If you found a video, if you found uh, something online that you want us to talk about, it's uh, uh, facebook.com forward slash Aaron Metta Show messages there. If uh, you found it on... It's on Twitter. It's at Aaron Metta Show. Uh, we haven't asked me anything over there, so you can ask me about stuff uh, if you want. And then uh, youtube.com forward slash Aaron Metta Show. You can message me there and uh, show me over some videos that uh, you find, you know, pretty crazy. So, uh, you know, we're, we're all... We're we always got the floor open if you want to show us stuff and if you want us to react to stuff so uh, that's all great 
So uh, that's great. Um, Patricia, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And thanks, everybody, for watching the show. Take care. And bye-bye for now. And don't throw fire lighters into a flame. Yes, please. Don't do that. Good night, everybody. Good night. (laughs) 